Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, the RR show, the best show on the internet. I'm Andy, and today I'm going to be sharing some delectable treats for you from r slash let's not meet. So grab your tea and your popcorn and let's jump in with our story from Violets Are Blue. Worst data recovery of my life. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Since many of you seem to enjoy my previous story from my childhood, I thought I would share with you something that happened to me four years ago now that still sits heavily on my conscience. I'm happy to say that most people in this country go their entire lives without encountering some of the monsters that exist in this otherwise beautiful place. Unfortunately, I have not been so fortunate. Before I start, I'd like to bore you with some backstory. I've been working as an IT systems administrator for a few years now and have met many people who I occasionally moonlight as as a repairwoman for. And yes, I do pay tax. Over the years, friends have told friends that I occasionally get messages and phone calls from strangers asking for basic computer repairs for cheaper than they could otherwise find locally. For years now, I have been overly cautious of people, places and objects that don't feel right. I've learned to always trust my gut instinct and to err on the side of caution. This story, however, is the one and only time that I ignored that instinct. Around four years ago, I was contacted over text message by a local man. He was direct and straight to the point. The conversation was pretty basic. He asked me if I could look at his computer as he heard about me from a friend. I said yes, and he explained the issue he was having. PC had suddenly stopped booting. Occasionally, he could manage to get it running, but it would only operate incredibly slowly and then crash quickly. I told the man that I would need to inspect the PC myself, however, it sounded like a textbook hard drive failure. I asked the unknown man to call me to discuss an option and where he could bring the PC for me to look at. His response was, no phone calls. Where can I drop it off and when? and eat the things off of it as soon as possible. This seemed sketchy to me at first. Most people like to talk over the phone about the issues they're having and try to sort them remotely, and at the very least, know how much it's going to cost. I eventually brushed it off, thinking maybe he was just well off and was looking for a fast turnaround which, which he knows only a hobbyist would be able to achieve in this area. I discussed a time where he could drop the PC off at my work and asked what time he would like to drop the PC off. He did not reply. The next morning, at the door of my work, 
there was a PC on the ground with a post-it note crudely marked with my name in black felt-tipped marker. My boss was not super impressed as our business has quite strict security and members of the public are not usually allowed onto the premises after hours. I was ultimately very confused, however. I never got a reply from this man and as far as I knew, he'd done a runner. By now, I'm convinced this guy has some sort of social anxiety or something. A refusal to talk on the phone and deliberately dropped the PC off without a word of warning before our business. Not a client-based business. This is an office block. Even opened its doors to its workers. Again, alarm bells are kind of ringing at this stage. However, there's no reason for me to really worry. It's not as if he seemed on edge or dangerous. Not that I could really tell in a few text messages we had sent to each other. I proceeded as planned, ran diagnostic tools, confirmed it was a dead drive, removed the drive, replaced it with a repurposed one, installed the OS, and proceeded to start the recovery process. I pull the old hard drive out, plug it into a working PC, and create a virtual clone of the drive, and then perform the recovery using specialized software on the clone. Not the actual hard drive, as it may fail during the process. I did this with good results and managed to recover pretty much everything. I copied all his files onto his new drive, reinstalled the applications I could see he had, and sent the computer on its merry way. Later that day, I sent the man a message stating that his computer was fixed and he could come pick it up sometime during business hours. He responded a few hours later, saying that he was not going to be available until after work. Okay, I thought, that's fair enough, he's probably working too. At first, the man asked if he could meet me at my house after work the following day, which by this stage was definitely too weird. I obviously declined and insisted on meeting him at the local post office at around 6pm. By this stage, I was kind of getting some pretty bad heebie-jeebies. I decided to have a friend come with me just in case things got weird. I have a male friend at work who was happy to come with me. We arrive at the post office a little early and sit on the small park bench out front. About 15 minutes pass and the guy finally arrives. By this stage, it's getting pretty dark. Thinking back now, I'm pretty sure he delayed it as much as he could. The man walks up to us slowly in a kind of predatory way, creeping forwards as to make as little noise as possible, even though we knew he was there. His grey jeans stained with what looked like white paint, wearing a dark hoodie covering his head. All we could see of his face is the protruding, long grey, tattered beard. The man stands in front of us while I introduce myself and my friend. Man does not react at all. Instead, seemingly looking me up and down for what felt like minutes. I could smell his breath from where I was standing, and his silence was only broken by the sound of his nose hairs whistling as he breathed. I eventually try and speak to him about his PC, stating that it was in fact a dead hard drive. However, before I could finish speaking, he interrupts me mid-sentence with a raspy voice, the kind of voice that makes you feel tingles at the back of your throat. Is that the computer? I responded, yes. Did you get everything back? The man quickly responded in more of a statement rather than a question. Yeah, I told you in the text message. In a quick and angry voice, he then asked me, did you go through any of it? Of course not. Are you sure? At this point, I was getting really weirded out. My friend could tell I felt threatened. 
I do not deal well with older men and he knew it. He swiftly responded with, Hey, look man, the computer's fixed and you have your data back. Do you want it or not? I looked at my friend, then back to the man. He looked me up and down one last time, thrusted some notes into my hand, quickly grabbed the PC and swiftly but silently walked away to the car park. We got back in the car and I soon realized the man had paid me $400 for a simple repair. We never discussed the price, as that usually happens early on in the discussion, or as they return for the computer, but usually this would cost around $150. I was shocked, and very happy. My friend, not so happy. Something was really off about that man, and now I'm even more convinced. Did you notice how intent he was in not going through his data? I agreed. Something weird was going on. Although I'm not supposed to. And doing this is kind of a breach of privacy. My itch to know what he was so paranoid about was strong. The next day, at work, having been bugged by my friend, I finally decided to take a look at the contents of the clone drive. I noticed pretty quickly that it was quite large, around 250 gig for what was essentially a Windows install and some basic applications, photos and a few downloads. It can be tricky to find what's taking up so much space sometimes, but using a tool called Space Sniffer can really help. I booted the program up, quickly found a zip file hidden in his Windows folder under a very long tree of folders. Inside these folders were other empty folders. Some had empty documents in them, others were completely empty. I jumped straight to the zip file and opened it. Luckily, not password protected. What I found inside makes me feel sick, even more so given what I have been through in my life. Thousands and thousands of images and videos of children, some suggestive, others more. I opened three or four photos, immediately felt lightheaded and sick. I quickly closed the zip folder, shocked. Oddly enough, it did not settle in until some time later what I had found. All I was thinking about before was what would happen if a colleague saw those images in the building. Little did occur to me what kind of threat this man was and what now lay on my desk. I told my friend, who told me to call the police ASAP. I did, and was asked not to touch the image further and to come into the station to make a report with my friend. They later confiscated the drive I had copied the clone to, and I never got it back. I was told by the police a week or so later the phone number the man used to send the text messages was a web-based application and the phone number was a fake. However, they had identified the man thanks to the metadata stored on the hard drive clone, and that the man probably did not realize a copy was made of his drive in the process of recovery. They also told me the man was being looked for. However, his last known residency was in a different state. The police believed he was staying somewhere without a lease, with a friend or simply squatting and has since skipped town. It's been four years now and I've heard nothing. I'm still paranoid he's going to come to my office building again or follow me home. I have surrounded my house with self-defense items just in case and my home feels safe. However, work... Not so much. 
Like I said earlier, most people go through life without ever seeing the scum of society. I've experienced it myself three times now. And I am done. Never, ever again. So please, creepy man with the most spine-chillingly raspy voice I've ever heard, please do not come to my workplace. You almost cost me my job. And the thought of what you might have done in the past or what you might do in the future haunts me to this day. Please, let's not meet again. This one's from Whale Baboon, the man in the yellow raincoat. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So this is a story that happened to my mum's friend in Korea about 10 years ago. Every time I hear this story, I still get chills. My mum's friend lived in an apartment complex in Seoul. She was a stay-at-home mother with a young daughter and her husband worked during the days. One day, she was coming home from running errands with her daughter and got onto the elevator in her building. When she got on, she noticed that there was a man wearing a cap and a yellow raincoat, and he kept his head low so that she couldn't really see his face. She immediately felt really uneasy, and she made her daughter stand to her side, furthest away from the man. What made her feel even more uncomfortable was that when she pressed the button for her floor, there was no other lit number. And on top of that, she noticed that he was carrying something wrapped inside newspaper close to his side. Things started to click in my mum's friend's head, and she started to panic, decided to take out her cell phone and pretend she was calling home to her husband, who was obviously not really at home and at work. She started saying things like, Oh, I'm on the elevator and about to get off. Can you get the door for me? And making it seem like her husband was waiting at home. When the elevator did reach her floor, I think she lived on like the 12th floor or something, she quickly got off and grabbed her daughter and started to walk as fast as she could to her apartment. She noticed that the man also got off on her floor and was slowly following her down the hallway. When my mum's friend got to her door, she started to bang on it and shout, Hey hubby, I'm home, please open the door, and kind of pretended like he was coming to answer the door. Upon seeing this, the man in the yellow raincoat started to walk away, back towards the elevator. When he seemed to be far enough, my mum's friend quickly picked up her daughter and slid open her door's passcode thingy. This is usually how people get into their homes in Korea, and started to frantically punch in her keycode. But the problem was, the buttons would make a sound. So the man knew no one was going to answer the door for her. He turned 
started to run back towards her. My mum's friend at this point was practically screaming when she finally got her door to open. The first thing she did was throw her daughter in through the door. When she got in herself, she saw the man was pretty much inches from the door, but she managed to shut it and lock it just before he could wedge his hand or weapon into the door. Afterwards, looking through the door's peephole, she saw that the man was walking away back towards the elevator. Several months later, my friend's mum was watching the news and there was a coverage on the capture of a serial killer named Yu Young Chul, who used to kill a lot of prostitutes. She told my mum she could never forget the dread she felt when she saw that all-too-familiar yellow raincoat and hat that he was wearing when apprehended. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. If you've got a second, quickly make sure you're following the show and leave us a review. That would be a great help. Until next time, guys, peace out. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.